word. Well, I want to think particularly of that final verse just devotionally tonight before we come to prayer. But it is good for me to draw near to God. So our subject tonight is drawing near to God. Well, the context is this. This is not one of David's psalms. This is a psalm of Asaph. We don't exactly know who Asaph was. There was several, but we think probably this was at the time when Jerusalem had fallen, the temple had been destroyed, and the nation had downcast. Everything seems gloomy. Their national pride was hurt. Everything that they valued and treasured was gone. And it seems for a portion of the psalm that Asaph takes up the thinking of the world. He thinks as a worldly man. He thinks there's no hope. And he thinks in bad ways. And we see a number of examples of this. He shares his thoughts. This is a psalm of testimony. But be careful. This is not a mandate to share our poor thoughts with everybody. In fact, he's sharing, with, sharing them with us so that he can show to us that they were not good thoughts. And as the psalm progresses, he has to take himself in hand. He has to grasp himself and say, I shouldn't have thought like that. So we shall see. And the psalm starts just as we look at the context with a great truth, and this is a great truth. Truly God is good to Israel. To all people, no. God is good to his people. The Old Testament picture for the church, Israel. Is it all of Israel? No. Those that have a clean heart. So tonight, here's a challenge. Are we of Israel? I trust we are. Are we of the church? Are we of the Lord? Have we come to faith? I trust so. But here's the challenge. Do we have a clean heart? Because if we want the goodness of God and his blessing in our life, we need to have a clean heart daily. We need to have a clean heart. God is good to those that have a clean heart and to those who love the Lord. Well, secondly, if you look in verses 2 down to 12, this is the big section of verses where Asaph loses the plot, we might say. His thoughts go completely awry, out of control. But for our benefit, these bad thoughts and temptations are honestly acknowledged so that we can learn the sorts of things that we might be opened up to and we can learn to take ourselves in hand. Let's look at some of them. Verse 2, he says, My steps, my path, the way I went in life, I nearly had slipped. I hope it's not morally, but he hadn't drawn near to the Lord. He hadn't cleansed his hands. He hadn't come into the sanctuary. He hadn't been in the presence of God and so he nearly slipped. Well, that's the first thing that went wrong. It gets worse. He starts to look at other men, a picture for unbelievers, other men, other women, and he says, look, they get on so well in life. 
They seem to flourish. They don't seem to have the problems that we have. They don't have restrictions. They don't have disease and plagues. He's losing the plot. This isn't true. He says, their eyes stand out with fatness. They seem so well and they're flourishing. And they have, verse 7, more than their heart could wish. O Asaph, where's your thinking gone? You have lost the plot. This isn't the way a believer thinks. And he goes on to say that life is not fair. That terrible statement, if ever we say that, we're not walking with the Lord. Life is not fair. Oh, everything in life is fair. Because we have a God who is good to Israel, to those that have a clean hand, and everybody else gets their just desserts in life. And especially in eternity. He's looking back and there's an eternal dimension in this psalm. But he reaches the turning point. In verse 13 to 15, we see that he begins to turn. He says, it seems I've cleansed my heart and there was no point. Oh, Asaph. I've washed my hands in innocency and all day long I've been plagued. It's almost like Job. And he's been chastened with all these thoughts every morning. But then, verse 15, a thought comes into his head. If I was to slip, if I was to fall, if I was to carry on like this, what a bad testimony to my family. Verse 15, to the generation of thy children, to other believers. What an awful thing it would be if I was to be faithless any longer and if I wasn't to put my trust in the Lord. We go on and we see faith beginning to triumph. Verse 18, he starts to think as he should think, verse 18, of unbelievers. Now, it's the opposite. Instead of him slipping, he says, surely when I think of God and have an eternal perspective, it's them that slip. It's them that the Lord puts in slippery places and he casts them down into destruction. Oh, he's having a better perspective on unbelievers. Oh, what about himself? Verse 20, it's like waking from a dream. And then verse 21, he's grieved. He begins to feel guilty. In his deep within, in his loins is the word there in verse 21. He starts to say, all this thinking, that was so wrong. God was so good to me. And how did I think like that? And he was pricked in his heart. Verse 22, perhaps this is the crescendo. As he reaches the turning point, so foolish was I. To think like that for one minute, I was ignorant. I was like an animal before God. That's not the way to think. He says to himself, now he's taken himself in hand. And now he begins, verses 23 to 26, he starts to think of God's grace to him. Nevertheless, 
I am continually with thee. Here's me, Asaph. I've lost the plot. I've come to the bottom. I now have started to see the world as I ought to. I've got perspective. And now I realize that God is with me. God holds me by my right hand through the struggles, through the difficulties of life. God is with me. Verse 24, he's my guide. He's my help. He's my counsel. And at the end of life, he will receive me to glory. Verse 25, the language gets even more grand. Whom have I in heaven? But the God is my God. God is my help. There's no one else on earth. I won't look around. I won't be envious. I won't look at those that seem to flourish. I know they won't. And then verse 26. Here's a lovely verse. My flesh and my heart faileth. He's been humbled. But God is the strength of my heart. The unchanging God. The almighty God. The God that never fails. The God is good to his people. And the one who is my portion. Everything that I need. Forever. Oh, David's uh, Asaph is thinking now as a believer. He's thinking as he ought. And verse 27, he understands those that go away, they will perish. But verse 28, it is good for me to draw near to God. What was the turning point? It was when he entered the sanctuary. Go back to verse 17. When I went to the sanctuary, that doesn't mean a building. It means the place where God resides, where I find God, where I pray to him, where I read God's word, where I dwell with him. Until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. Just a few lessons for us tonight to take away. Our judgment is so often impaired, isn't it? Our perspective on life, nuclear weapons, changes of government, sickness, trials, difficulty, sudden loss of life. Do you know God has a way and a plan? Don't judge in the moment. Don't think that you know what's better. God knows. He's good to his people. He has a plan. We so quickly lose perspective and we have to take ourselves in hand. Watch carefully for your thoughts. If you can watch thoughts, if you can monitor them, think about your thoughts and say, is that the way I should be thinking? When God has been so good to me, when God has helped me up until now, when he's been my portion forever, is that the way I should think? If you find yourself taking thoughts and putting them into words and telling others and thinking like this and then speaking like it, stop yourself. Check. Should I think this way? Is this honorable? Is this the way the Lord would have me think? Then I go into the sanctuary 
take yourself back to where you should have been all the time. You know, we don't just worship in the sanctuary in a physical building. We should be in prayer throughout the day. We should be in the presence of God throughout the day. He hears what we say. He knows our thoughts. That's where we should be. The final verse is fitting. It is good for me to draw near. Sometimes we go away. Draw near. Come back to God. Asaph's testimony. I have put my trust in the Lord God, a dependable God, a God that never fails, a God that draws near to us more quickly than we draw near to him, and a God who knows our frame, and a God who would have us come quickly in times of trouble. How do we draw near? By prayer? By reading his word? Reading good books? Do we read enough? Are there some here you never pick up a good book? Cultivate a clean heart. Good books, that's a way to do it. Prayer. Reading his word. Drawing near to the people of God. Go and visit some godly person. And time with them will help you to draw near. It is good for me to draw near to God. May we draw near often in prayer and especially as we continue in prayer tonight.